Welcome to Maps Daily, where every day of the week we are breaking down a question, event, news, or trend, and today is all about awards, and of course that means the conversation is going to focus mostly on one Wonder Boy in particular. My name is Bobby Corella, and joining me to, uh, I guess, have some good sports debate, although I feel like we're going to agree on a lot of stuff, is Isaac Harris. What's up, Bobby? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing marvelous. First off, since we're talking awards, what did you think about the NBA's decision to stop the, I guess, consider the games that were being considered at the March 11th, 12th, whatever that date was, hiatus day, and not count the eight seeding games as part of the award race? What did you think about that? I feel like that's fair, although... I will say the odds historically of any player that's on a bottom eight team of the NBA really being in the conversation for any awards outside of things like all rookie maybe and like most improved maybe stuff like that, uh, pretty slim. So it might end up being a moot point, but I think that's fair. I don't really think you need to be judging guys based on some of the zany stuff that I'm sure is going to go down in the bubble. But I guess I, I could really I could see it either way. What do you think? I Yeah, I think I agree with it. I I think I just looked at it and said, what what race out there of all the main awards could have been changed in those eight games? Like, for instance, like Rookie of the Year. I think Job Morant had it locked in uh, just because Zion's missed so many. Zion's only played 19 games. I think Job Morant has that locked in no matter what happens. I don't Even if the Pelicans go 8-0 in those seeding games. I what still if think Zion Morant, scores 60 points per game? Do you think you'd get it? <laughs> no. Wow. Okay. Because <laughs> then, I mean, it would just be crazy that he would play at that point, playing what twenty-seven games and still get it over Ja, and but still like something like that. But is there would would eight more games help LeBron's case over Giannis? I don't think so, but it might in some of the voters' eyes. I don't know. So, but I agree with you. I don't think eight games, especially just everything considered, I don't think any of those would have changed any of the races. Yeah, especially because, like, even if you're going to use the, well, which team wins more games kind of thing, like, the Lakers and the Bucks are both going to win their conferences probably within, like, the first two or three games of this whole thing. And so, yeah, I'm with you. I just really – there's not much that – I don't think you're going to really learn anything. At the same time, I mean, does anything really matter, I guess? is <laughs> that's, that's, that's my retort to all of this stuff. Um, okay, so we're going to get to uh, some of the awards races – we might touch on all of them, but the big ones that we're going to be discussing on today's episode are MVP and MIP, uh, Most Valuable Player and Most Improved Player. Now, we did discuss Luka's All-NBA chances in a previous episode of Mavs Daily, and so if you would like, you can go back. This is a while ago. I want to say it was within the first 10 episodes, so it's kind of like a, kind of like an OG Mavs Daily episode. You can go back and, and check that out before we get to uh, the rest of them. So I'll give you about five seconds to decide if you want to do that, Isaac. Uh, okay, if you did that, thank. in the spirit of uh, Agad Matur, if you did that, you're an excellent subscriber. And for those who just want to enjoy the show, uh, let's get right to it. But first, from local high schoolers to the pros, the Dallas Morning News has got North Texas sports covered. And it's more than just the scores. It's from all the off-season moves to in-season adjustments, and the Mavs are going to make plenty of those in Orlando, and maybe even postseason glory. The Dallas Morning News has got the inside scoop on your favorite teams, players, and coaches. You can follow every goal, save, 
bucket, and touchdown, uh, and robo-camera dodge as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and locker room and poolside, Brad Townsend, straight to your inbox. You can head to dallasnews.com slash sports right now in 20 minutes, in 45 minutes, in three days. No matter when you go check it out, there's always going to be Fresh Maps content on there for you to enjoy. All right, Isaac, which one? I, I guess, you know what? I'm going to let you pilot this. Which one are we going to start with? And, uh, yeah, you can just kind of take the conversation. All right, let's start with most improved player because this one I'm the, I'm the most passionate about because I think Luka Doncic should be the runaway winner for this award. And I've been, like, pushing this since, like, before the hiatus that this is his award to lose. So, first off, I just want to look at the, the past, like, three winners of this award, okay? So, last year we had Pascal Siakam. Then we had Victor Oladipo. Then we had Giannis. The past three. And you look at the leaps that they made. It's the, I mean, those are big-time stars in the league that they take this massive jump. And you look at Pascal. Pascal had, like, a, I mean, there's just hardly any stories like his because he went from that 17-18 season averaging 17, I mean, seven points a game up to 17 points. That's a huge jump, that Raptors team, and we all know what they did and everything with that. But then you look at Oladipo's jump when he went from OKC to Indiana and he won most approved player. That's when he became an all-star. He jumped from 16 points to 23 points. So a good seven point difference in that. And then even going back to Giannis, Giannis, the year he won it, then he, that was his first year. He made an all-star team. He jumped from 17 points to 23 points. You look at Luca's like, I think Luca gets looked over in this a little bit from some people because of how good he was as a rookie. And he was really good. He's historically good. But he's taken himself from a rookie, like in the really solid production, to an MVP caliber type player. And you look at, I mean, just look at all of his averages. Two more rebounds, two more assists, seven more points, 21 up to, to what, 28 something uh, points wise. Yeah, I get that his three point percentage isn't as high that you would want it to be. Uh, but field goal percentage got better with that. We could make the case all day. I mean, take took a 33-win Mavericks team. Now they're at 40 wins. Going to be a playoff team. Leads one of the, I mean, one of, if not the most uh, prolific offense in one of, in, in, one of the most prolific offenses in NBA history. I just think it's his award. I don't, I don't get it if he doesn't get it. So I guess who are the other, well, okay, first off, I want to, I want to lay out, I guess, the, um, the anti-Luca argument before we get into uh, some of the other candidates who are maybe considered in consideration for the award. Uh, so Zach Lowe wrote his kind of like annual awards. Uh, he gets a ballot, and so he kind of explains all of his votes and why he voted a certain way. And one of his main, uh, I guess, like anti-Luca uh, factors in his decision was that it's his second season. And generally That's speaking, like, and, and this is a fair point. Generally speaking, pretty much any rookie worth their salt is going to improve from year one to year two. And so I think, like, basically what he's saying there is, sure, yeah, he improved a lot, but, like, so did Trey Young. So, like, so did Mo Bamba. I mean, so did Aiton. Like, basically every every rookie from last year's class who's a good player is generally going to get better in year two, almost no matter what, just because you're adjusting and all that stuff. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of fair. But at the same time, 
I'm with you. I mean, Luca went from like really good borderline all star to like top ten, maybe even top five player in one year, which almost never happens, regardless of your age or your experience level or anything. Uh, so, if there's any, if 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 there's one year where you're gonna make like a, well, eh, you know, kind of case, then it should maybe be this one. That's what. And that's exactly what I was gonna say. I'm like, if you break that rule for any case, it's Luka Doncic because, I mean, you said it right. He not only was he an All Star this year, an All Star starter. He's going to get MVP votes. He's going to have his his team in the playoffs. I just don't. That's the that's the leap. I mean, no. What kind of what? How many players in year two are top? However you want to, with no arguments here, like top ten player in the league. Not a ton of players step in or a top ten player in the league within two years. And that now, when you look at other people in the running for this, I it's not taking away from them. Bam Adebayo, Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum. I think if Luca doesn't get it, I think my vote would go to Jason Tatum. But well, Luca got better than Tatum and is better. You no, know yeah. what I mean? Like he, he improved by more. I would say. I agree. I agree 100%. So um, I think Zach Lowe, I could be wrong. I think Zach Lowe voted for Brandon Ingram in this award. And I, I get that for sure. But Brandon Ingram still averaged 18 points last year. It's not like it was like a Siakam type of jump. And uh, he did have a really good year. So I, I don't want to say and like discredit their seasons. But I just think Luka's leap from that 21 points a game up to 28 and all the other averages getting the triple doubles, taking the Mavericks where he took them this year and up to like MVP. Like how many play, how many players in year two get MVP votes? That's something I would like to look back on in history too. Cause he's going to get MVP votes for, because it, some people might not know this, but like MV, MVP voting, each media person voting for that gets five votes for that. So, um, I could very well see Luca land three, four, five on some of these people's MVP ballots. Yeah, so if you're going to compare, I guess, resumes, and it's tough with most improved player because it's almost like your your actual per-game numbers don't matter as much as maybe, like, your improvement from year one to year two or year two to year three or whatever. So, like, year over year, your improvement. So, this year, Brandon Ingram's averaging 24 points, six boards, and four assists. Last year, he averaged 18 points, five boards, and three assists. So, he scored better. He's scoring uh, slightly more efficiently. You know, 51.8 effective field goal percentage last year, 53.4 effective field goal percentage this year. Uh, he did increase his three-point percentage from 33 to almost 39. And he's on a Pelicans team uh, that is competing for a playoff spot. They're not in, but that's after spending his first few years with the Lakers team that was, um, you know, never made the playoffs. But even still, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I guess, like – He's the more like classic case of someone that's going to win, like someone who's always yeah. been pretty good and is now an all-star, and that's that's kind of like the your your classic most improved player. Jason Tatum, meanwhile, increased his scoring average quite a bit from uh, 15.7 last year to 23.6 this year. Um, is scoring again slightly more efficiently, 50.6 last year, 52.3 this year, um, averaging an extra rebound and almost an extra assist. Luca, meanwhile added uh, about eight points to a scoring average, about two, three assists, uh, added a rebound. And like you said, they went from 33 wins. Like last year, they wouldn't have been invited to the bubble pretty much. And this year, they've almost clinched a playoff spot already. And uh, there's a chance that they could be a top four seed if they just like go on a torrid run. So 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm I'm cool with uh, Brandon Ingram getting it. I think if Tatum won it, I'd be kind of I'd be pretty salty. I'm not gonna pretend. I, I'd be pretty salty because like. You know, I don't know. I feel like Luca got better, uh, got got more better than Tatum, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I think so. You and I both kind of agree. Maybe maybe Ingram is the guy. Like that. If if you woke up and well, these awards are announced at like 4 p.m. So hopefully you're already awake. But uh, if you look up and see that Ingram won, you wouldn't be like, you you wouldn't need to go listen to a bunch of Drake music and like spill out your guts or anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind if if Ingram. Well, okay, I'll be upset if, if Luca doesn't win it, and I'll definitely fire off some tweets about it because I think <laughs> he definitely should win this award. Uh, but I'm not upset. Like Ingram deserves it. I'll say that. But also, I, I will say I I do think Jason Tatum does deserve it because last year he, he averaged 15 points a game. He's up to almost 24 points a game this year. I think he is like the top dog for a Boston team that's third in the Eastern Conference now, even though they got Kemba. And I just really like Jason Tatum's game. So, but let me play. Uh, like, let me let me play like kind of pseudo devil's advocate here. Okay. So like, if you're gonna say that first year players generally get better in their second year, couldn't you say the same exact thing for your third year? Because like, yeah, in the second year in the NBA, you're like, okay, I'm adjusted to the lifestyle. I know what you know what to expect. And then in your third year, you're like, okay, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm bad at, and it's time to get better. I feel like generally your first four or five years, you should probably get better every year. So I don't know that you should disqualify someone and then ce- like based on one factor and then celebrate the next guy on essentially for doing the same exact thing. Yeah, and, and for it just being like another year later, like, hey, we're supposed to write off Luca because it's year two. Crazy jump, Luca, but sorry, you're supposed to do that. Okay, well, call up Markel Fultz in Orlando. Like, I mean, what if Markel Fultz has this, like, breakout season next year? Is he going to get most improved player, or are we going to be like, no, he's the first pick, first overall pick three years ago, and this is year three, so really, first overall picks, this is what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to get better. Well, no, it, like, doesn't. So, yeah, I, I, do, I just don't like the year two. When it's this big of a jump, from a borderline all-star guy rookie season to getting MVP votes and an all-star starter, that is a massive jump. And it's not discre- – because I've seen some Luka Mavs fans kind of push back. and be like, hey, we don't want this award. Like, Luka's – you know, he's bigger than this award. I'm like – Oh, my God. No, 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 no. He's not bigger. Like, I, I, that's still an accolade. Like, I would still like that award. I mean, like I said, I li- listed Siakam, uh, the last – Last winner, Siakam, Oladipo, Giannis, and then the two before that was CJ McCollum and then Jimmy Butler. Like a lot of stars, like this is like their their leap. When they make the leap, they get recognized for that. And I would love to see Luca get recognized for that. Yeah. I would say if you can ever win any award that Giannis has also won, then you're <laughs> yes. you're doing pretty solid. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Um okay. So that's most improved player. I feel like he's got a pretty good shot. It's it's probably I mean I would be uh, okay outside of Luca Ingram and Tatum. Who else is even in the conversation? I feel like it's just between those three, right? I mean, I'm sure that there's. I like, think Bam could get some love. Yeah, I mean, he did go from like kind of just like regular NBA player to All Star. I mean, that's a he did make a, a a massive leap, and for a very good Miami team. Yeah, yeah, I think Bam uh, should get some love. But I you're also biased. W- you're a Kentucky fan. I. <laughs> I'm from Kentucky. I claim to be a fan of the Tar Heels, but that's why I enjoy uh, 
getting on scooter about uk wildcats yeah well so you're a kentucky fan basically is what you're saying <laughs> big blue nation i've seen your i've seen your big blue nation tattoo Ooh, big blue nation i will say sga too i, I love SGA. yeah he made I, a huge jump and honestly uh it, it, we we talked about uh six man a little bit dennis schroeder like yeah he has he's having a career year i mean yeah both those guys yeah. in okay so yeah so i, I guess you, maybe maybe the race is a little more crowded than i think how about this if luca finishes outside the top three then i i, I give you my permission to send some tweets <laughs> i will say a, another name that i wish we'd get some recognition but he's not going to like win the award is christian wood i yeah. think christian wood like kind of made a name for himself this year not enough to win it obviously but I thought he had a good year. When he kind of came on, like, I mean, he's had a good couple months, really, since the, well, I guess it's like six months, but since the trade deadline, uh, his numbers really took, you know, took a leap because uh, Drummond was gone, so he was playing more minutes and everything. Uh, but it felt like he was, was kind of like a late late bloomer, sort of, like within the yeah. flow of the season. Uh, but then again, I don't know. Maybe if you show huge improvement throughout the season, then that also qualifies you, too. It's not just like year over year. It's like from October to April. Because every well, season pretty, is a journey. He's had pretty low numbers over the past four months. Yeah, it's a, he's barely even been out there, honestly. So you look and like, did this guy even play or not? Jeez. Okay, moving on to uh, to the big one, the big Kahuna. All this one is for all the Tostitos. This is uh, an award that I don't think even the most optimistic people thought that we would be earnestly having a conversation about with Luca at least for like another four or five seasons, really most valuable player. Um, generally your short list of MVP candidates is like the same exact players for about five to 10 years. And it's very, very difficult to break into that conversation. But Luca has done just that to the point where I don't think anybody really thinks that he deserves like a first place vote or really a second place vote. But after Giannis, and after LeBron, who I think Giannis should win and LeBron should be second, but whatever. I, Everybody I has agree. their own opinion. I don't care. It uh, Again, this does not matter. It's just an award, so don't tweet at me. Um, after Giannis and after LeBron, Luka is like r right there. But this is your show, Isaac, so so what do you think? <laughs> no, yeah, I, I clearly think Giannis should win this award. I think Giannis should win Defensive Player of the Year also. Um, and then, yeah, LeBron second. But then that debate comes. I honestly think James Harden will land at three over Luca. But as we mentioned a while ago, MVP has top five finish to where some of these awards is just like, bam. We, we see the voting results in a lot of them, but MVP actually gets recognized for top five finishes in this. And I don't, I think Luca should no doubt be in that top five. It just depends on where he lands three through five. And I love Zach Lowe, ESPN. I love all of his work, but I cannot understand the argument of Damian Lillard over Luka Doncic. I just, I, I can't, I can't comprehend that and grasp it. I can hear the argument for Harden over Luka. Harden's played over 450 more minutes than Luka. Uh, he's the leading scorer in the league. Uh, as of right now, by team far too. He's ever done like 35 a game or something just yeah. stupid. Insane, insane. So like, I, I get that. I can hear that argument um the argument so then for me it gets down to like 
Luca, Kawhi, Damian Lillard, those th- Jokic, those kind of four against each other, and even doing the. I mean, if y'all get on Basketball Reference, y'all do just just do the player comparison on there of those four guys and. Games played matters a little bit. Like you know, Luca played played in fifty four games this year. It's three more games than than Kawhi Leonard. And I think originally I was like, dang, I thought Luca played a lot more games than Kawhi Leonard. And it's actually just three more games. Um, Jokic played in sixty five games this year, so eleven more games uh, than Luca. But I don't think Jokic gets will get MVP votes over any, either of those guys. But I just think, yeah, I, I think I think Luca should be four or five in the MVP vote, somewhere through there. And if he gets left off, and they go Harden, uh, Kawhi, Damian Lillard, I'll be kind of surprised with that because I just don't think Lillard's. I mean, any of his besides three point percentage, that's like the only thing that you could give Damian Lillard, which is incredible. He shoots almost ten a game at, at like thirty nine percent. Lillard does. Uh, compared to Luca shooting nine a game at uh, 31%, but or 32%, but I just everything we've already laid out about Luca, I don't get the MVP argument for Lillard over Luca. Damian Lillard is one of the best players in the NBA, and it's I don't I don't like ranking players because again everything is stupid and nothing matters until they're a maverick and then you have to like oh crap and then yeah Luca top five player easily everybody <laughs> else no nah, I, I don't like ranking players it doesn't it doesn't make any sense but Lillard is like whatever if you're rank if you're saying your best point guards and you're not counting Luca and LeBron which is kind of I don't know players that are like under six three six four it's like Lillard and Steph and it, it's just those he, Lillard it, freaking rules he's awesome. But yeah. the Mavs are ten and a half games better than Portland in the in the standings right now, and a lot of teams are ten and a half. In fact, the Lakers are twenty one and a half games better than Portland right now. Uh, the Clippers are sixteen games better than Portland. The Nuggets are fourteen and a half games better than the Blazers right now. Like the Blazers are not in the playoffs, so I just I just don't know how you can give. I mean, whatever. I. This is we make the rules here. I don't know how you can give an MVP vote to someone who's not in the playoffs. Like, yeah. Let alone now, you could say the you could say the same thing for Luca. The Mavs are seventh place in the standings right now. You could say the same thing for Harden. Um, they're in sixth place right now. Houston is so like you know typically your MVP candidates, your legit ones, are going to be like teams that have top five records in the league, not in their own conference. So like LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis. Uh, Toronto is sort of like by committee. I mean, Pascal Siakam is probably their best player, most valuable, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's Kyle Lowry. I don't really know. Um, but, oh, well, it's probably Siakam. Who am I kidding? But, uh, you know, those are kind of like your, your textbook MVP candidates. But when the numbers are just as insane as they are with Luka and Harden, and the records are still very good. I mean, the Mavs are on. They're 40 and 27. They're on a 50-win pace if you extrapolate that to, to 82 games. Meanwhile, if you extrapolate the Blazers' record to 82 games, they're winning like 33 or 34 games. You know, it's just not there's that's not very good. Uh, that's not making the playoffs. That's not oh, you're not even above 500. And so, I just don't see how you can give Lillard votes over over Luca, even though his numbers are impressive. And again, he's an incredible player and whatever. If Luca could only become as good as Dame, then he would have a Hall of Fame caliber career, basically. But uh, I, I think that he's a notch above Dame, and uh, frankly, 
I mean, I don't know. I guess Kawhi, it, it makes sense to give Kawhi more votes than Luka, even though they have the two best bench players in the league in Lou Williams and Montres Harrell. Uh, he's got Paul George, who's probably a top 10 player, teaming up with him. Uh, Pat Bev. I mean, they got talent up and down that roster. They got Marcus Morris now. I mean, they, they have so many players on that team that uh, it just feels kind of like, I don't know. I mean, like no one is going to argue with you if you say Kawhi is like uh, the first or second or third best player in the league right now. But is he as valuable to the Clippers as Luka is to the Mavs? Luka is the best player on their team. They're the best offense ever. He's the point guard. He assists almost half uh, the team's made baskets whenever he's on the floor, and he averages almost 30 points per game. That's really, really, really good. Uh, really good. If you took Luka off the team, sure, they beat Milwaukee one time, but if you played 82 games with this roster without Luka, I'm sure that they would probably be competing with the Blazers right now in the standings, not with the Rockets or the Thunder or the Jazz. So I just don't see it. I think Luka belongs in the top five. I'm with you. Um, having Kawhi and Harden over him makes sense, but I don't see any other player outside of Giannis and LeBron who truly, really, and truly uh, deserve to be over him in the voting. Yeah, and it's always important to remember like what this MVP award, it's not technically the best player in the league because I think if you came down, everybody has their different like scenarios. It's like, all right, well, who would you have in a game seven? One game to win it all. Who would you want, LeBron or Giannis? Well, it's not really that because I think I would take LeBron over Giannis in that scenario, but I think Gian- Giannis has legitimately had a historic season this year uh, for a Bucks team that's won a lot of games. Heck, I might even take Kawhi over both of them, but I don't think Kawhi deserves MVP votes over those two guys. So it, it kind of goes down to like Kawhi and Lucas. Is Kawhi probably the better overall player than Luka right now? Probably so, but it's, I think, on it, just looking at their counting stats, looking at, I mean, yeah, the, the Clippers have a higher record, but I, I think there's a legitimate argument between Luka, Kawhi, and James Harden and the fact that we're even having that conversation discussion is absolutely insane for a guy that's in his second year in the league. So, I mean, I think as long as nothing happens injury wise, this is something Mavs fans we will get to talk about for you know for the coming years of this. And whenever they do release award stuff, I don't know when they're releasing the results of the voting. This past week is when the media, both in the bubble, outside the bubble, has been voting on all these awards. But for Mavs fans this year. Uh, we're all going to be keeping an eye. Where does Luca finish in in top five MVP MVP voting? Where does he finish? Does he finish anywhere with most improved player? Where does he finish in all NBA coming full circle? Bobby mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, how we talked about the all NBA teams in a earlier pod, which I actually looked that pod up today. It was back in June. And uh, how good was it? Scale of one to 10. Was it, was it awesome? It was absolutely incredible. Nice. Uh, but but now we've learned how some players are being able to um, what be included or voted the position that they're being included on for these all NBA teams. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see where Luca lands in this because I, LeBron is now considered a guard when it comes to all NBA voting. Uh, when we were considering as a Ford uh, with that, so we uh, we and I think a lot of people had Luca and Harden locked in as those two guard spots with you know. Uh, LeBron and Giannis at those two forward spots, but now LeBron moves to the guard spot, and now kind of for MVP, it's going to be Kawhi versus Luka in that All NBA first team. And uh, if Luka doesn't land on first team, he'll land on second. And so either way, we're going to see Luka get something this year. And I think I'd be okay. Well, not that my opinion matters, but I think I'd be okay if Luka 
was uh, was on second team as well behind Kawhi because you know Luca's per game numbers are are better than Kawhi's almost across the board. In fact, a lot of his advanced stuff is comparable, if not better, as well. But um, I mean, Kawhi is like you know Finals MVP, maybe the best defender in the NBA. If you like, if you had to get a stop to save your life, then you, yeah. Kawhi is like on the short list of guys I would consider. Uh, so I, I'd be okay with Luca losing out to Kawhi in that regard. But yeah, I mean, you said it earlier, like the fact that we're even having this conversation now in year two speaks volumes. It is going to be something that we're going to be talking about for the rest of his career. I mean, like James Harden won one MVP award and now every single season it's, oh, uh, did he get snubbed? Uh, did he get the recognition? You know, Giannis won it last year. Well, okay, well, his numbers are even better this year, so he better win it. So like this is something that we're going to be fired up about for the rest of Luca's career. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm ready for it. And with all NBA too, uh, you know, KP won't get the, won't probably get any consideration for that this year because he did kind of start a little slow the first couple months of the year, his per game numbers were down, but dude post, uh, basically like whenever he came back from his, uh, soreness the first time, like in mid to late January from then on out, he was like 20 plus 10 plus. If he averages that for a full season and the Mavs are, you know, winning 50 games, something like that, he's going to be in the conversation for maybe not for first team, but maybe for second team or for third team because he is he's going to put up video game numbers too. And so between the two of them, I, I have a feeling they're going to get a lot of awards in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. <laughs> yeah, the big man spot for sure moving forward. It's uh, You can kind of – you kind of pinpoint the the guys getting up there in age. At some point, LeBron, you know, well, I mean, we assume unless he's just an alien and he'll stick around forever. Uh, at some point, you know, he'll he'll wrap up his career and these guys in their you know mid to late thirties, and then that opens up some more spots, you know. And will Luca kind of assume that spot in that uh, upper echelon of first team all all NBA and all that stuff? We'll see. Better. It's a it, it's a good it's a good good problem to have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, this is a good spirited discussion. Um, feel like we kind of agree. I mean, generally speaking, I don't really care about awards. Just like, just mo- for the most part, um, all star. I kind I got pretty salty about last year uh, whenever Luca didn't make the team. But I mean, whatever. That was mostly more like fun than anything. But just generally, awards really aren't my thing. But I understand this is a very exciting time and, you know, people want Luka to get their due because, I mean, there's no doubt about it. This guy crashed the party and, and is now easily one of the, again, 5'10 best players in the NBA. And uh, he, will, he will get the recognition, whether it's this year or in a couple years. He is going to annually start getting the, uh, the recognition that, that he probably deserves. So before we get out of here, Isaac, do you have any, uh, any, any parting shots, any final takes? Final take, I think it's the only word we didn't mention, coach of the year. Uh, I think I would give it to Nick Nurse just for what he's did in uh, Toronto with, without Kawhi and everything. I think Bud's did incredible in Milwaukee and stuff, and Billy Donovan, what he's done for that OKC team is crazy uh, where everybody projected them. But I think Nick Nurse, yeah, losing Kawhi and keeping Toronto in the top, what, three or four in the East or top two in the East, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, Nick Nurse was great. Billy Donovan was great. Rick Carlisle was great. I thought Quinn Snyder did a really good job in Utah, too. Um, pretty much, I mean, there are a lot of teams that are having very, very good seasons, probably better than 
you know, many expected. And Golden State getting hurt and, you know, some other wonky things happening certainly helped in that regard. But, I mean, there's been a lot of teams that have outperformed expectations of this year. Uh, Toronto chief among them because you lose arguably the best player in the NBA. I think everyone would, like, kind of understand if you maybe struggled a little bit, you know, maybe lost, like, 10 or 15 or 20 more games. But Toronto barely missed a beat, man. They're they're just – they're incredible. So – I'm with you there on Nick Nurse, but uh, just hope Rick Carlisle maybe gets, you know, just I, I hope people give him some points, you know, just like some points yeah. at least. Yeah, and I, I don't know what executive of the year, I don't even know what that looks like, but I hope Donnie gets uh, some love Ooh, for all of that. That's a that's a really good point, actually. because So they, they do it by, uh, like, would the, I don't know would the KP trade award. count for this year? Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess it wouldn't. But, I mean, it kind of because, like, he made his debut, right? Yeah. But I, I don't I don't really know what the criteria. But, I mean, bringing in Seth, uh, re-signing Maxi, re-signing Dorian, getting Boban. I mean, I'm not sure how much Boban would actually help his case. But, I mean, honestly, like, you should win executive of the year just for getting Boban, whether or not he yeah. averages 50 points a game uh, like he should. But, uh, yeah, may, maybe Donnie will get some <clears> – <throat> Maybe Donnie will get some votes. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, like you said, they announce them soon. They, they will announce all these awards at the conclusion of the regular season near the beginning of the playoffs is usually when they start. It happens over a week or two. They do basically a different award or different uh, all-league team every day. So, of course, when those awards come out, we will be here to uh, complain about them or to celebrate about them or celebrate over them. We'll be with you every step of the way on Mavs Daily. Isaac, thank you very much for joining me today uh, on this uh, voyage through the rigged NBA ballot system. Hopefully we can expose some of the uh, some of the flaws in the system if Luka doesn't win all the awards we think he deserves. But, uh, but yeah, it was fun. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast wherever you are in the world, please feel free to uh, subscribe, rate, or well, and review or review. Maybe you can just do one of those three, but hopefully you do all three on your favorite podcast platform. It's called Mavs Daily for a reason. It's because we're with you every day of the week. And the real thing starts tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Basketball is back in 24 hours. It is going to be amazing, and we will be here to talk with you about it tomorrow as well as the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day because that's what we do on Mavs Daily. Mavs Daily.